0: We're back here Friday night. Uh, I guess we'll just get into the first thing that's happened since our last episode. George Springer uh, on the move to the Blue Jays on a six-year, $150 million deal. Brandon, first reactions on what it does for the Blue Jays? Yeah, I mean, it gives them, I guess, they were looking to get someone this whole season, whether it was
1: Lindor or Springer, Springer um, or just anyone else through a trade. Um, so they at least got someone uh, to add to their lineup. Um, Springer, it was kind of surprising that he got 150. I thought that was probably seemed like how the market was going. It didn't seem like it was going to get to 150, probably like 120, maybe. Um, So maybe the six years helped with that because it at least evens out the money just a little bit more, unless, you know, if it was like a five year contract or something like that. Um, But, you know, maybe it was because also the Blue Jays, one, they play in Toronto normally. So you almost always have to overpay for anyone because. You have to play in Toronto go to this uh, the US every single time go through customs it's just like not the best place to play in anyways but they also may just be playing in Buffalo this year like they were last year so there's like I guess there's different aspects so maybe they overpaid for him to account for some of those obstacles that they're gonna have to deal with rather this season and then when everything get, gets back to normal but um I mean for him it's a great contract you know he's 31 so it's his last contract that he's gonna sign um so him getting 150 I I'd say I, I was surprised by the number, but um, I think the amount of years kind of counteracts that a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought it's, a, I mean, obviously it's a good contract for George Springer. I mean, six years, 150 million is a lot. I, I was in the same boat. I didn't think that, you know, especially, well, because of COVID, because it's the MLB, for some reason, their free agency signings, it just takes so long for people to start signing. And I always think that because of that, sometimes it's going to, you know, impact the amount of money they're signing for. But I mean, at least when you go look at like the Harper signing or the Machado signing, like I didn't think they were going to get as much money because it took so long, but, uh, I mean, Springer got six years, 150 million. That's, that's a lot for Springer Uh, in terms of how good he is as a player. I think it'll be, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's always been a solid outfielder, uh, We'll see how his bat is when it's not in as stacked of a lineup. Uh, I I don't think the Blue Jays are going to win the division this year with Springer. I don't think this makes a difference between them winning the division and not. But, I mean, the Blue Jays should be expecting to contend for a wild card spot 100%. Yeah. Uh, As far as, you know, I mean, are the Rays going to be better than them too? Probably. Uh, So, but they can still easily get a wild card spot. And, I mean, I think that's probably their, their bottom line expectation for next season
1: well i think they're um i'd say their chance in this division is probably the highest it's been since you know they made it back to -to back-to-back alcs's in like 15 and 16 um because the yankees i would say they're the clear best team the two worst teams are the red Sox and the orioles um and then you have the Rays, who are still going to be good but they've definitely lost pieces i mean they lost two of their top five starters and morton and snell um You'd have to hope – I mean, their offense wasn't even great last year. They kind of relied on their pitching, so you're hoping that somehow your offense is going to be better, which didn't really add anything. So I think the Blue Jays, their lineup's really good. I mean, they have Springer, Bichette, Biggio, Vlad, Teoscar Hernandez, um, Randall Gritchik Lourdes Gurriel. So it's a really good lineup. Um, maybe not as good as Springer was with the Astros – but it's a good enough lineup to where he get he's going to bat lead off he's probably going to do i mean he's like a, i'm pretty sure he's a 275 hitter or 270 hitter you know he'll get you 30 homers 100 you know cl- probably close to 100 RBIs honestly um and he'll play good enough defense in center probably in like two or three years he's going to have to move to right or left because he's not that good of a center fielder and again he's 31 so he's going to have to move at some point but I would say for, you know, I would say they're probably, if they're pitching can hold up, they're probably the second best team in the division. Just as it seems like the Rays are kind of declining just a little bit. Now, maybe they're still better than the Blue Jays, but I think it's probably pretty close between those two teams. But for the next two, three, four years, five years, the Blue Jays would, are probably the second best team in the division uh, looking into the future.
0: I've always consistently underrated the Rays. I mean, they always seem to overperform now. I mean it's typically because they're just kind of like a... I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, last year they clearly did better than people thought they were going to be. I still think the Rays are probably the second best team in the AL East, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, but this Blue Jays team should expect to compete. And, you know, if their young pieces develop and develop very well, then, I mean, this is going to be... They're going to be up there with the Yankees. And It looked like they had Michael Brantley,
1: but he went back to the Astros. That would have been... If they would have got Brantley, then it definitely that would have helped a lot because then they could trade you know like a griczik or a gurriel and get like a pitching uh like a starter or just like anyone honestly because they would ready would they would have had too many outfielders so if that would have went through i think that would have made them even better because i don't know what pitcher they would have been able to trade for but they definitely if they if you trade gurriel you could easily get like a pretty good starting pitcher probably maybe like a uh, luis castillo you could possibly yeah. package gurriel and I don't know, a couple of prospects to get Castillo, and then they'd they'd probably be the second-best team at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, But as far as baseball is concerned, that's really all that's really happened. Uh, I guess we'll just get into the conference championship games. Uh, Quickly, I'll mention uh, I am back in the dorm here, so for whatever that means. But um, also, um, the Eagles hired their head coach. I believe his name is Siriani, Nick Siriani. Yeah, Nick Siriani. He was the Colts' offensive coordinator. Uh, You'd assume that. Well, I'm not exactly sure where the ties are, but uh, I mean, you'd assume that you know his plan, and he's his plan is to continue with Wentz, you know, you know, for the next ten plus years or whatever, and that he's very content with Wentz as the starting quarterback. Uh, My my only scare here uh, is, I mean, you we've talked about, or you know, people have talked about the Eagles ownership interfering with, with head coaches and GMs. And I just don't want this head coach hiring to be a guy that Lurie can control or the Eagles franchise can control. Uh, I, again, I mean, I would just prefer, you know, my head coach to not be a puppet almost. And I, this guy, I've never really heard of him. All right. Well, yeah, I've never, I've never really, Done any research on him, so I mean we'll we'll see exactly how he does. I'm I'm not too sure what to expect, but I just don't want him to be another Eagles head coach that is fired in two years. So, and you know I mean we've seen a lot of the Eagles head coaches that have been fired quickly. I mean they've had they've shown success. I mean Peterson showed success. Chip Kelly, I mean debatable, but I feel like he had some some flashes. And Andy Reid. I mean you can definitely see that that they might regret that at this point so
1: yeah it seems like this guy I mean I'm kind of right with you I haven't really heard of him that much but it seems like he's kind of like the quarterback guy or at least a quarterback guy and obviously it you know they picked Wentz over Peterson that's the reason Peterson got fired so Wentz assuming he doesn't get beat out in training camp or he just doesn't look terrible he's going he's going to be the starter next season so I think they're kind of hoping that he can bring him back to what he was 2017 or at least back to like a top 10 uh, able quarterback. But, you know, I mean, just looking at their team as a whole, we've, we've talked about this before, but you know, they're probably going to have to turn the roster over at some point in the next year or two, just because of the players that they're going to lose um, the people who are over 30 years old on big contracts We're going to come off that. So they're definitely going to lose a lot of these key players. And their team – I mean, their team isn't great just to begin with. I mean, if you just look at their defense, they have no secondary at all. Their, lineback, their linebacker play isn't great. They have good front four, but other than that on defense, they're terrible. And then the offense, they always have offensive line issues and they have no wide receivers. So it's not like they're a great team to begin with, but if your quarterback plays better, it definitely helps. So I would say maybe for this year, maybe next year, they could be – You know, assuming that they kind of keep the guys that they have right now, they could be, you know, at that 500, maybe then go over if Wentz turns back into a top 10 player. But other than that, I don't really see, I don't really see the upside um, to this team in the future. But I mean, if you could turn around Wentz, then I think that's really all they care about, at least for right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, We'll get into the NFC championship game here. Uh, I mean, first big news for the Bucks. Unfortunate news. Antonio Brown's ruled out for the game. Uh, I mean, the past, I don't know, a couple months he's emerged in the offense and now he is he like, you know, the number one target by far? Definitely not. I mean, but, you know, he was clearly hampered last week. Uh, it didn't, you know, make the difference, but, I mean, Brown has been incredible in the slot and I'm not You know, we'll see what the Bucks have so many weapons that it shouldn't matter. But I mean, you know, what's your take for Antonio Brown being out?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to allow Scotty Miller to play more, which they were doing earlier in the season. And I mean,
0: I like Scotty Miller. So I mean, obviously, he's a slot receiver. I've been a Scotty. I was a Scotty Miller fan. Like, I mean, very early on in the season, it was almost like Scotty Miller was the only one that had any sort of chemistry with Brady. To be honest, because I mean, Evans was. Evans didn't. Godwin didn't. I mean, they were, Godwin was hurt too, but I mean, really nobody had chemistry with Brady and, you know, he seemed to just connect with Scotty Miller over and over again. I was like, who is this guy? But I mean, to be honest, he's shown a lot of potential. So
1: yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, it's definitely bad that Antonio Brown isn't playing because of how well he was playing before. But it, you know, it's not the worst thing that when you have a guy who clearly has a good connection with Brady, and as soon as he came in last week, they had that big play over the top um, on the right side. Uh, so they clearly have a connection, and seems like down the field, it, like it seems like they're always going down the field with Scotty Miller. But um, it's not; it's definitely not the worst thing because you have a guy like that who can come in. Um, but it's definitely gonna hurt because you don't have you know a playmaker and Antonio Brown. They you know they like to throw screens to him and have him make plays uh, after the catch. So it definitely it's definitely gonna hurt. But it's not the worst case scenario because you do have a guy like Scotty Miller who can come in and, uh, come in and play in that slot.
0: Yeah, just looking at the game in general. I mean, the weather reports are. I mean, what are they? They're like I want to say they're like twenty degrees, snows potential. Uh, it's gonna yeah. be a cold game. So. You know, my first expectation for the Bucs is they've got to be ready for the, they've got to be ready for the cold. I know Brady will be, he's the quarterback. So honestly, it's kind of the least important one that you have to be ready for the cold, I guess. Um, I mean, I just, you know, the defense has to be ready for it, especially if there's snow, they got to be ready for that the wide receivers got to be able to, you know, if there's snow, especially make cuts. Uh, they're just this Bucks team, except for again, Brady and maybe a couple others, like, they're just not accustomed to 20 degree weather and especially snow in 20 degree weather. So that's a huge advantage for, for green Bay, in my opinion. Uh, What is your take on that? Yeah, I
1: think it's going to come down to the running game. I mean, whoever can run the ball more effectively, I would say in a game like this, again, it doesn't really seem like it's going to be like snowing or anything like that, but when it's cold, it's hard to tackle. So, I mean, in order to – your linebackers and your defensive guys up front to tackle that guy when he gets into the hole and not let him get to that second level, especially the guy like Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon or Jamal Williams, like they kind of like those three running backs pack or two that they can interchange. I mean, clearly Jones is the best, but they're all pretty interchangeable. I mean, Williams is more of like a pass-blocking, catching kind of guy, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Leonard Fournette's played really good. It, I think – I mean, Ronald Jones is going to play – um, but is he completely healthy yet? It's probably not. Even though he had that big run last week, um, if he's not completely healthy or you're, you're banking on four having another big game, you know, that's going to be tough. He's done it the last two weeks, but is he, he going to be able to do it again? You know, that's a question. So th- I think that definitely helps the Packers. Now, one thing that helps the Bucks is that Vita Vey is playing this game and he's probably one of the best run stopping defensive tackles in the, in the league. Um, is he going to be completely healthy? Probably not, because I think he got injured. Not, he got injured in like October, maybe early November. So he's probably not going to be completely healthy. But just having him in there, it's going to be—it's going to force the Packers to think about the run differently, because like I said, he's one of the best run-stopping defensive tackles in the league. So that definitely helps the Bucks. But I'm still leaning Packers. I mean, again, I picked the Packers in this game anyways. But just looking at it from present time, I'm still leaning Packers for a couple of reasons, but the running game, I think they can control the run uh, more so than the bucks can.
0: Yeah. I mean, all, all things, you know, whether it be weather, whether it be home field, obviously I think the, you could definitely argue the Packers have the overall better roster as well. I mean, you could easily argue that, I mean, all things lean towards taking Packers now, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens on game day. Uh, personally, I just have this feeling that it's going to be, I well, first, first have the feeling that it's, this game is going to be a really good game. I'm looking at the weather right now, just a quick Google, I'm not exactly sure what a oh, weather.com, uh, the game's at 3 PM basically. And it says here that there's a 10% chance of partic- precipitation, which would be snow. So, uh, you know, we'll see on that. Probably not. But if, if it does snow, I mean, that would be honestly, I mean, what more could you really ask for? Uh, Brady Rogers, NFC championship game. We've never seen Brady and Rogers play in the playoffs against each other at all. Uh, So this is going to be the first time. Um, There's not, there's only one bigger stage in the NFC championship game. So, you know, I'd love to see a quarterback duel, uh, you know, like a shootout, but is that going to happen in 25 ish degree weather chance of snow? Probably not. But again, I mean, what more can you ask for in this game? I think I, th- I think it's going to be an all-time classic. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I mean, whoever runs the ball better and whoever turns the ball over less is going to win this game for sure. Uh, games in 25-degree weather, if you turn the ball over less than the other team, you dramatically increase your chance of winning the game. And that goes for any football game in general, really. But uh, for some reason, I just got the feeling that the Bucs are going to pull this one out. Uh, not exactly sure what's going to happen, but... I'm just yeah, I mean, the,
1: the last time they played, like, it was week six, I want to say it was, and the Bucks won 38-10, to 10, and one big thing was that they were blitzing a lot on Rodgers, and it seemed to work. They just got to him. I'm not sure exactly what the stats were in that game, but he definitely was under pressure the entire game. He had two picks, a pick six. Uh, he probably took a couple sacks, I'd say, and the pick they really six in that running. game.
0: The pick six in that game is what completely transformed the momentum in that game, because I mean, the yeah, Packers, I want to yeah. say, were actually ahead, maybe? They were at 10-0. Yeah. So that pick six completely just destroyed the game for Roger. You could tell by the body language, he was like, and you just, you know, when you get in Roger's head, it's, he gets rattled sometimes. And uh, I think, you know, if you're the bucks here, you have to get, you have to get Rogers rattled because if he's comfortable at home with everything going his way, it's going to be hard to stop that offense. So you know will we see a repeat? I, I would assume the game plan won't look exactly the same as it did. Uh what what week was that? Like early on, mid 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 through mid of week of the year. six. Week six. Like yeah. That. Uh I'd assume the game plan from Bowls would look slightly different. I don't th- they did blitz a lot. Uh, I you kind of have to just hope you're able to rush the quarterback rushing four. Um if the Bucks defense plays how it did last week, you know, then you know you got things going for you, which would be nice. Uh we'll see what happens, but I think the Bucks, honestly, probably, I I'm, I would pick them to win this game right now, and I'd pick them to win 24-20, and I think it'll come down to whoever makes the least amount of turnovers. And I think this game will have turnovers. It's a cold game. There's going to be mistakes being made. I think if Tampa's able to commit one less turnover, capitalize on that, whether it be a pick six, a short field, I think that could end up being the difference in the game.
1: Yeah. Um, I think one big difference is that the bucks they seem to need a big play in order to get points. Not saying they can't score points, but it always seems like they're looking for the big play to get down the field, a 50-yard pass, a 50-yard run, something uh, over the top. Now, the Packers do that, too. They definitely go over the top a couple times, but it seems like they can get down the field more methodically, like have like a 12-play drive, 15-play drive, take time off the clock, and just be able to have drives like that and sustain drives like that. So, I think that definitely helps the Packers, especially in a game like this, where it's going to be cold, it may snow. Uh, if you can run, the, like I said, if you can run the ball effectively, that's only going to take more time off the clock. It's going to make the defensive players more tired. They may have to come up. You know, that, that's the thing. If they could run the ball effectively and the safeties have to move up to, you know, get more in the box or just keep the field more compressed, then that's when they're going to go deep. And it usually seems like it works. I mean, Valdez Scandling, it always seems like he drops at least one ball. So I think the Bucs would hope that he does drop the ball when, you know, they go over the top. So the Bucs, I mean, their secondary is going to get beat. You know, they're not great in the secondary. It's a lot of young guys and they usually get beat, but if they can create a turnover or something, um, you know, they definitely have a chance obviously, but I think it's going to be tough if the Packers can get the run game going,
0: it's going to be tough for the Bucs defense to stop them. Yeah. I mean, looking at the Bucs offense to, to keep up with that run attack on the Packers, I mean, Ronald Jones has to be healthy. He has to play. He basically has to have like a near career day. Uh, The play action is obviously going to be huge. I don't – you're not going to win the ball with Brady, you know, most likely here. You're not going to win the ball with Brady throwing the ball 50 times. Uh, Evans isn't going to have like a – you know, Godwin or Evans isn't going to have like a 10-catch, 120-yard day most likely. At least I don't think – you're. I just don't think you're going to beat the Packers in that type of game. So you're going to have to do what the 2018 Pats did, which was – running the ball with Michelle, except you got Jones play action passing and the defense is going to have to make plays when it needs to. And if you can do that though, I mean, I think this Packers team is completely beatable. Uh, people have said that this Packers team doesn't necessarily have a hole, which is true. I also, you know, I'm not sure that they have anything that is, you know, other than Adams, like they don't have this, this one thing about them that is super, super elite. Like um, a lot of other teams that have won Super Bowls or at least been in them. So We'll see what happens. Uh, Another thing is... What
1: were
0: you going to say? Well, I was going to say, assuming Rodgers wins this MVP, I want to say that no MVP has won the Super Bowl in the same year that they actually win the award. Yeah, I was
1: actually thinking about that. I mean, you had Matt Ryan, 2016, lost to the Patriots. Cam, 2015, lost to the Broncos. Brady, in 17, lost to the Eagles. So I mean that's three years in a row where the MVP didn't they reached the Super Bowl and didn't even win it and there's probably
0: way more I mean I mean Mahomes in 2018 yeah Mahomes in 2019 didn't reach it. yeah so it's, there has not been an MVP that has won the Super Bowl as far as yeah. I'm aware at the I, same year that they won the award yeah 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 it,
1: just from what I can remember yeah and probably you know since whenever that's that but what I was gonna say is if you're the Bucks and this was kind of a question last week during the Ram game if you're the Bucks, do you double Adams or do you play single on Adams and like take away someone else? Like let Adams get his, but don't let anyone else beat you. Or you try
0: to stop Adams, but the other guys can beat you. What would like, what do you think you would do? I mean, what I would do is I'm probably putting my second best corner, whoever you want it to be. I don't really care. Uh, and I, on Adams and I have safety help over the top and I probably have my best corner on whoever you want uh, at the time, if you, you know, scamling or really whoever. Uh, and then you kind of just hope that your corners can compete with them one on one, but I'm not letting Adams go for, you know, 15 catches, 160 yards and two touchdowns on me. If I'm going to lose the game, I'd like to see, I'd like to see them actually try to beat me and I'd like to see Rogers have to go through the progressions and I'd like to have him see, you know, if he's going to beat me, Scanlon has to have uh, an eight catch 80 yard day and Adams will have to have, you know, he'll, he's going to get his, so he'll have to have eight yards, 80, uh, sorry, eight catches, 80 yards, but I, I'm just not letting Devonte Adams kill me every drive on third down. And I just can't let that happen. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I'd say you have to at least have safety over the top. And it's not
1: like he's going to beat you over the top, but he always sees such a great route runner that he's almost always open with separation. So I'd probably say that too. Now, the one thing, if you're going to go safety over the top to Adams, or at least rolling safety over there, you you definitely can get beat deep on the other side with Lazard and Scantling, which, look, they're going to throw deep at some point. It's going to happen. They always do every game at least a couple times. And like I said, a couple times it works, a couple times it doesn't. But – I would. I can almost guarantee that one of those plays is going to hit. It may not be a touchdown, but it could be a forty-yard catch that takes them from their thirty to you know the other side's uh, thirty, so or forty. But um, it's yeah, that's that's the only thing with rolling a safety over to Adams every single time. But I think it's. I think you almost have to because he's clearly the best playmaker on the field, and just giving the ball to him. It's. I'd rather someone else beat me than Adams. So yeah, I probably agree with you with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd probably have like Davis on Adams with, I mean, safety help from Winfield, I guess, probably. And I'd just be like, you guys, you guys got to shut down Adams. Like he can't go for 200 yards and you know, the rest of the team can focus on everybody else, but yeah, Adams can't, can't break the game open. Yeah. We can switch to the AFC game. Uh, Well, I mean, I mean, just for the record, I guess you're picking the Packers. Do you have a score on that or um I'll go 28-24? All right, and I'll go uh, I'll go 24-20. Uh actually, yeah, I'll go 24-20 bucks. All right. Uh, we'll go AFC. Um, obviously, you know, the Bills are traveling to Arrowhead to play Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now it looks like Mahomes going to play. Uh, I don't know if that's actually technically confirmed yet, but I'm, you know, it's ninety nine percent Mahomes is going to play. Uh, yeah. Now it's, you know, my read on this game is I would say the defenses are are fairly equal. Uh, I think you could probably give the Chiefs the advantage defensively, but it's not by a lot. Offensively, I still give the Chiefs the advantage. I know that, and this is where this isn't this is you know. I have to say this, that the bills offense has played much better as of recent, but on paper, I mean, I have to take the chiefs defense or sorry, the chiefs offense over the bills offense. Now it's going to come down to Allen and it's going to come down to probably Stefan Diggs. uh, you know, looking at the bills, you're probably not going to have the game plan of run the ball and keep the hand, the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands. If you had, um, an actual running game, like a really good running game, you could definitely try for that. But, uh, the bills running game just isn't good enough in my opinion to really try for that game plan. I think if you're going to beat this chiefs team, you have to outdo the, have to outdo Patrick Mahomes. Um, Obviously, am I going to bet on that? Definitely not. But again, as of recent, I mean, Allen has had the better stats. He's looked like the better quarterback now. I don't think he is, but you know, the last, whatever, probably a month and a half of the regular season, Allen performed much better and the bills team was much better in general. Diggs is gonna to have to have a huge day. Uh, Diggs is gonna to have to go for 150 yards, 10 catches, two touchdowns. Anything short of that, I don't know that I can like see the Bills winning. I don't see them winning in like a defensive game. I don't see them running the ball all over the Chiefs' defense. If you look at, if you look at when when the Chiefs lose, it's typically because their offense gets outdueled. And I think if the Bills are gonna have a chance at winning this, Allen's gonna to have to play better than Mahomes.
1: You know, he's definitely going to have to play better than him. Um, And But the thing is, you know, when you're looking at the Chiefs, and we said it all season that they were clearly the best team, but those last couple weeks happened, and they definitely weren't great. They played, I think it was six straight one-possession games. Um, I guess now seven with, I guess, well, they had the Week 17 against the Chargers, but seven counting the Browns. Um, they, They still haven't looked great. And, you know, Mahomes got injured in last week's game, but, They scored 22 points with Mahomes, and they didn't really look that amazing. And, you know, the game, I mean, if the fumble out of the end zone doesn't happen, he's down with the one or just a touchdown. I mean, there's so many things that could have happened in that game that the Browns actually could have won that game. And so I'm not I mean, I've been on the Bills probably since the middle of the season, I would say. And again, I picked the Bills to beat the Chiefs in this game anyways, but, and I I still stick by that. I'm going with the Bills in this game. Um, Seems like you're going with the Chiefs, but I'm just, I've not been that impressed with the Chiefs and how they've been playing. And I wasn't that impressed last week. I still think their defense is, it's good and it can be great when it has to, and they have playmakers on their defense and Matthew and Chris Jones. But I just don't see, I don't see what I saw last year in the Chiefs uh, this year and I think the Bills – and the, the thing with the Bills is that the first game, their offense was great, but their defense was bad. The second game, their offense was bad, but their defense was great. So they haven't even put a complete game together, and they still won against two pretty good teams. I mean, the Colts, i say they were probably – they are one of the best teams that made the playoffs in the AFC. And the Ravens, who were super hot – now, they didn't look great, but they were one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs. Uh, so if they can put somewhat of a complete game together, then, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard – to look at the bills and say that they aren't playing better than the chiefs are right now so uh, i mean
0: i'd go with the bills for you know for that i mean i think we were both expecting you know at some point in the regular <laughs> season even in the divisional game although you know mahomes did get injured in that game we were expecting the chiefs to at least flip the switch at some point and turn into probably in an instant exactly what they were last season in the playoffs and it just we haven't seen it yet We haven't really seen it. We haven't seen them play a complete game. We haven't seen, we haven't seen what we saw last year yet. And, uh, I guess I'm just betting on the fact that we will kind of see that, uh, we haven't yet though. Now, I guess, I don't know what it is. Is it the super bowl hangover? Is it, they just don't feel like they've played any worthy teams or whatever, like teams that they need to try against, uh, I mean, if I was the Chiefs and I was looking at the Browns coming into me next week, like, you know, in the divisional round, I'd be like, well, this is a free win. And I wouldn't, you know, actually necessarily say or think it, but it's a little bit different when you're hosting the Browns versus when you're hosting the Bills or, you know, something like that or in the Super Bowl last year when you were playing the 49ers, when there are many people picking the Bills to beat you. Last week, there was nobody picking the Browns to beat the Chiefs. Uh, So I think this might be, you know, I think we'll probably see – the MVP Mahomes I think we'll probably see you know what made this Chiefs team so great last year and I think that the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills uh I think it'll be a good game for sure I think Allen will have a good game I think Diggs will have a good game but at the end of the day I think Mahomes will make the plays when it matters the most and I don't know if Allen will make them uh so yeah I mean I think Mahomes is just the better quarterback as well so it's tough for me to it's tough for me to bet on the lesser quarterback of the two. Yeah. I mean, I like
1: the way Allen's been playing. I mean, last week, I mean, last week was just a weird game. I mean, they only ran the ball 16 times, but not all 16 were even designed runs. I think it was more like maybe like seven, six that were actual designed runs. So that was kind of weird. I'm not exactly sure why they did that uh and even like the first half i think they had two runs the entire first half so it was just really weird what they were doing i don't see that happening again even though like you said they don't have a great run game but not to run the ball at all just doesn't make sense because you had to keep the defense honest at some point you could always break a run or two and no offensive lineman likes to pass block every single time they drop back they i mean when you pass block you're moving backwards like naturally obviously when you run block you're moving forward so just in offensive lineman mentality, they'd rather run block than pass block. You know, like, I think they did, like, 90% of the time last week. But um, I think, like, the question, I think, is is the Bills' defense going to play like they did last week? I mean, probably not. I don't think they will. They're not going to hold the Chiefs at three points or even 10 points. They're probably going to give up 20-plus points, maybe 30 points. Uh, but if they can cause a turnover or two, which Mahomes, he only threw six interceptions in the regular season, but it always seemed like it came – it was just like he was trying to do too much, trying to force something down the field, uh, make a big make a big play when he didn't have to. You know, maybe that maybe that happens this game. You would hope so for the Bills' sake because you can cause a turnover, switch field position. Uh, it's a momentum change. So, uh, I could could that happen? I mean, it, you have to see through the course of the game. But if something like that could happen, then uh, it just it would be a lot easier for the Bills' offense. Because the more times you have the ball than the homes, the better. So anytime that happens, it's going to work in your favor.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I guess we'll just look at the injuries for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, Hilaire is questionable. Walkins is questionable. Bell is questionable. I mean, obviously, if you're the Chiefs, you would love to have Edwards Hilaire back. um, Yeah. And you would. I mean, I guess you know Walkins and Bell are kind of whatever Bell, he,
1: but, he bells whatever he, he, yeah. he could be healthy scratch it really doesn't matter
0: yeah uh but i mean you you would i do like to have Hilaire because even though you have Mahomes homes and you have kelsey and you have hill and you've got a good line and everything you still need at least some sort of a running game uh this chiefs offense has been best when it does have a running game uh when it had hunt back in the day it was so the offense was a lot better in my opinion when it had hunt versus when hunt ended up getting cut and you had this mix of you know basically practice squad type of running backs and having having that was huge i mean as a patriots fan when hunt got cut i was like wow that is you know huge as a patriots fan because he was just so much of a part of their offense and having to game plan for somebody that special out of the, out of the, out of the backfield was huge. Now, I mean, is Hilaire, that type of running back. I mean, I'm not exactly sure. I think I might be lower on him than some people, but yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be good if he plays. uh, I mean, my score prediction, I'll go with my score prediction right now. I'm going to pick the chiefs, obviously, like I've been saying, and I think it'll be 34. I'll go 34, 27. That was pretty close to what I was going to say. I was going
1: to say 34-31 Bills. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it probably just comes down to – I think you can see that this is probably about every single NFL game, but whoever create, has that costly turnover in a key situation, that's really what's going to happen. Um, and I don't know. I just think the Bills – I think the Bills still haven't played a complete game yet, and if they can put it together this game, then they can beat the Chiefs and – people may say the chiefs haven't played their best yet, but it's been two months where they haven't played their best. It's just hard to flip the switch that easily against a much better team than they've played throughout, you know, these last two months.
0: Yeah. That's kind of my, my conflict is the whole flipping the switch thing because I feel like for the most part, my thought process on teams is, you know, let's look at your track record of the regular season. Have you improved? Have you gotten better? Are you healthy? And the chiefs, I mean, yeah, they're pretty healthy, but uh, you know, have they improved in the regular season? No, they've probably gotten worse in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, as Mahomes gotten better? No, I mean he, obviously he's still probably the best quarterback in the league, but he hasn't gotten better. This team hasn't looked better. I don't see this. I don't see the same personality and by in personality in a good way like this fire that the Bills probably have. The Chiefs kind of seem more relaxed than the Bills do for sure. The Bills have had the tougher road to get to this place than the bit than the Chiefs have. Uh, but. I'm going to bet on the chiefs. Uh, I'm scared to bet against Mahomes, So that's kind of why I'm doing it. And I, I think, you know, if this chiefs team does flip the switch, which, you know, NFL teams don't really flip the switch. It's not, it's not, flipping the switch is more of an NBA term. Uh, yeah. You know, LeBron's Cavs were a huge, that was, that was basically the, that was, you know, where that was kind of where it all happened to flip the switch thing was, you know, they'd be the four seed in the regular season and then they just destroy the East for the most part and they get to the finals. And now would they win those finals? Probably not. But yeah, I mean, we'll see if the Chiefs team does it. I'm betting that it happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills ended up winning and if the Chiefs looked flat and like they have, you know, basically for the past two months. So,
1: yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm kind of going with what you're saying, like in that, and I've said it, but them just not looking great these last two months, and it's just hard to just play your best game after all these games where you've looked not great. And even though Mahomes seems to be fine, he's still coming off a concussion. So you don't know exactly how he's going to play. And then Hilaire coming off, he's been out a couple games. You don't know how he's going to look. There's some games where he's great. There's some games where he's not, they're going to need him to be great in order to uh, have a chance at like really winning this game. I'd say because him, well, you need to be able to run the ball for the chiefs. Like you said, 2018 when after they cut hunt, they, really just didn't have an answer to running back. And that kind of cost them down the stretch. And then 2019, even though they had Damien Williams, who isn't like the greatest running back or anything like that, he was really good for them in the playoffs Uh this year. He sat out. So they kind of, they drafted Hilaire, they'd
0: bell, but again, I don't kind think of they envisioned Williams being a long-term answer. Anyways. No, but he was great. No, he, he was. was great he, for them he, last year. Yeah. He was definitely great in the postseason for sure. I mean, he probably, you know, he was probably the MVP of the super bowl, not that he meant more in that game than Mahomes, but stat wise, I feel like he probably the running game carried that game for the Chiefs a little bit more than the passing game, probably.
1: Yeah. So they're going to need a running game. And again, if Hilaire's not great, I just don't trust their other running backs in order to do that. And I just think throwing the ball 50 plus times, it, it's just going to be, hard. even though it's Mahomes and the Chiefs, it's still going to be hard to win games throwing the ball
0: 50 plus times. It's just, it's just not like a recipe to win. So maybe me picking the chiefs is just really a statement on how good i think mahomes is i'm just he's to that point where it's it's i I've, i have i don't know if i'm with the, if i'm if i have the same philosophy on any other quarterback other than maybe brady which is like i'm just scared to bet against them uh we've clearly seen you know mahomes like i just said mahomes hasn't you know shown it the whole year but i could easily bet against rogers in fact i just did i mean i could easily get it bet against you know manning back in the day or whatever Uh, For some reason, I just, Mahomes is just so good. And, you know, we've seen, for what we've seen from him and his MVP year and beyond, is just incredible. And again, if he's able to flip the switch, even just himself, not even necessarily the whole Chiefs team in general, he could just carry this Chiefs team to a Super Bowl victory, to be honest. I mean, he's that good.
1: Yeah, and I think there was a stat, I think he's 24 and one in his last 25 games or something like that, with the one loss being the Raiders game, which you know, that I think the game is like 41 34 or something like that. That was this year. So yeah, I mean, he's only lost one game over his last 25 games. Um, so it's not like you know, it's tough for me to pick against them, but I just think their their team as a whole just isn't as good as they were last year, and they aren't playing as good as they are, at least on paper. So
0: yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess that's it, though, unless you have anything else to say about anything else, really. Um, I would say, I mean, I guess
1: football-wise, there's – I mean, we talked about the Eagles hiring Sirianna or Sirian uh, – what was his name? Sirianni. Um, the Texans still need a head coach, so it doesn't – it's not exactly clear who that is or is going to be, but – I guess we'll see. I mean, the situation that whoever that gets it is a terrible situation because it seems like Watson yeah. is going to be traded, which we could talk. It I mean, I'd assume it's going to happen, so we'll probably talk about it when it does happen. But um, it's really no clear-cut candidates for that so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're a hot candidate like a day ball, or uh, yeah, if you're like a day ball, you're not taking that Texans job, at least in my mind. No, Uh, if I mean, especially I mean, okay unless unless Watson, for some reason, wants to stay if he gets his head coach of choice, which I don't even think it's I, in my opinion, from what I've really read and seen and heard from, you know, the people that are that have the ins, it's over with. Watson's done. And, you know, the the Texans are just going to try to get as much as they can for him and and ship him off. Uh, Ideally, you wouldn't ship him to anywhere in the division. It doesn't seem like they're going to. Um, I know people have said, like, oh, the Jags should trade the number one pick for for Watson. Uh, I mean, what would you do, honestly? If you if you were the Jags, would you trade the number one pick for Deshaun Watson?
1: No, because you have to give up, no, because you still have to give up multiple other picks. What so, if it was one
0: for one? Would you do it?
1: Um, no, because I don't, the, the, the Jags aren't ready to win. I'd say yeah. it's probably the same situation you've been with the Texans, where your team's not great. And even though he's a great quarterback, he's not going to be able to lead you to the playoffs. So I'd say probably not.
0: I wouldn't do it. And he's also, either.
1: and he's already making money. I know it's not. He's making a lot of money, but like the cap hit actually isn't as much for his next like two years than you think it would be. But again, still, it's you have a guy on a rookie contract. You could have him for five years if you want him on rookie money, and you could always franchise him if you want. So I would clearly go. I would definitely go with the. Yeah, Trevor
0: I mean, one hundred percent. The rookie contract is one of the most you know, important parts about drafting a quarterback. If you can build, if the Jaguars draft Lawrence and he's, you know, what we all think he is and you can just build that roster around Lawrence and his rookie years. I mean, you're going to be a really competitive team in literally a year. Uh, as far as the Texans are concerned, again, like, I don't know who wants this job, whoever gets it. I mean, good luck. You have basically got no future. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, maybe you can <laughs> recoup some, some picks when you trade Watson, you are you definitely will, but Again, when you trade Watson, you'll have no quarterback. So you'd at least have to use one of those picks on a quarterback, I would assume. So it's – honestly, the Texans kind of just feel like they're going to be a bottom-feeding team for the next while. Uh, As far as where Watson could or should go, I'm not exactly sure where he's going to go. I know the Jets have probably been the favorite rumor. Uh, What would the Jets – I mean, what do you think about Watson to the Jets as, you know, logistically?
1: Well, they have the, they have two first-round picks this year and two first-round picks next year. Obviously, they have the number two pick this year. So if the Texans liked Fields or Wilson, they could make that trade, whatever the trade would be. I heard, he, I heard he's worth three first-round picks and then probably maybe like a third or a fourth, you know, something like that. Um, but if they like Fields or Wilson, you can make that trade, take the guy that you want. And again, they recoup some of that draft capital that they've lost with the Tuntel trade and other trades, like the Dwayne Brown trade, other stuff like that. But um if again, I think it comes down to if they really like the quarterback because if they trade Watson this year, you're rather I'd assume he's going to the Jets or the Dolphins. It just it seems like that. Like I don't think the 49ers or the Bears could make a trade that could get him. Patriots. So you, <laughs> maybe the Patriots, but probably. Probably not, so. probably not probably um, not yeah it seems
0: like dolphins or jets
1: so you're rather the the second pick or the fifth pick or the third pick i mean which is it's funny because it's your pick but you're trading sean watson for it but um you'd have to you'd have to like one of the quarterbacks if not then it's it's I, you may just have to trade him because it seems like he's just completely done and he doesn't it's tougher to sit out in the nfl than it is the nba but he may just do that um like for a quarterback who's already making the money but uh, it's I don't know you really ha- you have to love one of the two quarterbacks that's a
0: yeah yeah I mean we'll see what happens with Watson we'll probably talk about it more when you know when something actually occurs there but yeah and uh, well one more quarterback is
1: that the I mean Phillip Rivers retired that was a couple days ago um, and the Colts his I mean his money was up anyways Brissett his money's up. Uh, we talked about Wentz. It doesn't that's not gonna happen anymore. They're not gonna trade him. But I think a great a perfect quarterback for them would be Matt Stafford. Uh it seems like the Lions are done with him. They, you know, they're probably gonna trade him or maybe just cut him, you know, kind of just release him. I think the Colts would be a perfect fit for him. It's I think a better version of phil Rivers. Like someone yeah. who, if you look at him, I mean, he's he's not that bad of a quarterback. Like we've always said this, he's a top 15 quarterback, and on a really good team, he could be that
0: 12 he maybe- could be a better he could be better than tannahill and some people would say Tannehill's yeah, top 10 yeah. and i think he would if, if he was on the colts i would think that stafford would be better than Tannehill.
1: look yeah more I mean, talented
0: at, yeah more way more talented and just looking
1: at numbers like Tannehill's numbers are really good which they are but if you were just to compare the two quarterbacks i think Mostly, everyone would pick Stafford over Tannehill, and the Colts. I mean, they have a great offensive line. They have a pretty good defense, probably a top like a top ten defense. And they get they have Jonathan Taylor. They have a really good running back trio, um, and they have decent weapons on the outside. So I think that's a perfect situation. You may end up in the same scenario that you were into the Rivers, where you're like ten and 11 and five. You maybe win a playoff game, but I think it's worth it um, wow. because they're too good of a team to. Just to go with a younger quarterback, or you know, a random free agent. I think Stafford would be the perfect. fit Yeah, for
0: sign or trade for Stafford. You probably wouldn't have to give up anything, or really that much, to get probably, Stafford yeah, at this point. Probably not that much. No. Uh, you might just be able to sign him uh, and draft a quarterback. You don't have to draft him with your first round pick or anything necessarily, but get a quarterback you can put behind Stafford for a year, maybe two, maybe three. Uh, develop him while Stafford plays. Yeah, you'll probably be in that same place where you're competing for the division with the Titans, uh, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, if you're lucky. Uh, but I mean, the difference between Stafford and Rivers is going to be Stafford ideally would be able to make those plays that are needed in the playoffs where Phillip Rivers kind of fell short. Also, just in terms of consistency, Stafford seems pretty, more, pretty much just objectively more consistent than Rivers at this point in their careers. Uh, I'm not going to you know, worry about Stafford throwing three interceptions every couple of weeks where, you know, with, uh, with rivers, that was kind of a, almost a reality with the Colts in a way. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, but yeah, I mean, if I'd love to see Stafford get a chance to legitimately compete for a championship in his career, because he's really never had a chance on the lions. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and he's more mobile. He can make, he's a better arm talent. So yeah. And he's obviously younger, so that obviously helps, but, um, I guess that's probably it but I guess one last question we said Rivers retired I mean do you think he's all of Famer No no he's not
0: I mean do I, I guess my explanation on that is you know obviously stats he's basically around top 5 in most you know yards touchdowns yeah. all that stuff uh but you know first off that's super misleading because we've clearly seen how the game has developed and changed over the years. And, you know, even if 2005, 2000, when he was drafted in 2004, like if it wasn't the same game back then, 2004 was even much more progressive than it was back in, you know, 1980s or whatever. So saying he's top five in this isn't, is kind of misleading in my opinion. Uh, we'll see the quarterbacks drafted now, like a Herbert, a Burrow, they're probably going to shatter all these passing records and stuff like that. Uh, maybe not like a Brady or a Manning's yards and stuff like that, but I mean, Rivers will fall down in the list for sure. Uh, Postseason success. It just was never there. And I know the Chargers have never been a great franchise, but at some point you have to deliver. Uh, Manning did it with the two Super Bowls. And I mean, you could definitely say Rivers had a better regular season career than Manning. I would probably say that, but Manning got the two Super Bowls. Rivers didn't. Rivers has consistently underperformed in big playoff games. So To me, he's just not there. Had he had, if he had a Super Bowl, he'd have a much better case. But he just doesn't. So for me, he's not. um, Will he actually make it in the Hall of Fame? I mean, maybe he will. I'm I'm sure. You know, the NFL has gotten slightly more lenient with it. I'm sure when he's like old, old, he'll probably get in. But you know, to me, is he a Hall of Famer right now? Definitely not.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think he is, but I think at some point he'll get in even though his numbers like will drop in the all-time standing list because it's just way more pass. So in like 15 years, he's probably going to be a lot lower than he is now. Uh, Like you said, he's like top five in almost like every single stat or top 10, Um, but – he, I think he was five and seven in the playoffs. The one AFC championship game was against the Patriots. I mean, he was on a torn ACL and they only lost, I think it was 21, 12 that they lost that game. And it was against the undefeated Patriots at the time. So it wasn't the easiest game ever. Um, and he did play in the era of where won, he won You had some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time play. You had Manning, Peyton, um, And Eli, but obviously Peyton, Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Roethlisberger.
0: I mean, you had some great quarterbacks that were playing. At some point, though, I mean, you know, don't you have to compare them and be like, you know, out of these, whatever, seven quarterbacks that he's, you know, kind of competed against for the past 15 years, he's probably seven or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, he probably – he definitely didn't have the best teams. In the beginning, I'd say he had some – I mean, really good teams. I mean, he had like Luganian, Tomlinson, he had some good defenses – um I'm not totally familiar with the Chargers uh from like the middle 2000s but like I do know they had some pretty good teams and it always did seem like he never came up big in those games and then they kind of team itself just fell off and then for those you know six seven eight years they just never got back but you're right I mean the quarterback said he did play against he probably was the if he wasn't the last guy he was the second to last guy who played in that era so it doesn't Help, but I think I mean the error that if you put him in other eras, it could be different. He just, I mean, he one Maybe. guy he played against a guy who had six, who won six Super Bowls, another two more at two. Breeze had one. Rogers has one. Could possibly have two. Roethlisberger has two. So it's it, it's definitely a tough era to play in.
0: I mean, out of Brady, Manning, eat Peyton, Breeze, Brady, Manning, Rogers, Breeze, Roethlisberger. Eli and then rivers. If I'm, I, that's, I believe that's, I didn't forget anybody there. Right. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, rivers is the worst out of those seven, in my opinion. And I think that means a significant amount one year when those, the guys are playing against, you can't really control whatever you're playing in. Uh, and also, I mean, just to, you know, even if you want to look at a singular year in any of his, any of these years in his career, not in a single year, was he the best quarterback in the league and probably not a single year. Was he the top two or three quarterback in the league? I mean, even in his best years, he was probably still behind Manning, Breeze, Rodgers, or Favre, or Brady. So it's just tough. It's tough. You've yeah. got to, you got to at some point compete in those, you know, in that category.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would say if Eli didn't, if Eli only had one Super Bowl and didn't have two, it'd be a much more. Compelling argument, even though Rivers didn't win one, didn't even reach one, just because it's it's one and Eli. Like if you look at Rodgers and Breeze, are clearly just better quarterbacks. Look on numbers, talent wise, you know, more towards Rodgers numbers, more towards Breeze. But Manning, like him and Rivers, are kind of similar. Like they're kind of similar players in the regular season. But you know, he had the two Super Bowl runs that are going to make him a Hall of Famer. If you only had one, I think it'd even be more of a question. Obviously, if he had zero, I'd say he probably wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. I mean, maybe he's kind of Ooh. the same class as Eli. Like, if he didn't win one, he'd probably be in the same, he'd probably be in the exact same situation that Philip Rivers was in. That they have about breeze. No, 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 Eli. Oh, uh, I mean, he'd be even in breeze, a worse. Breeze situation. would be in because his numbers are no, um... I know, but
0: uh, yeah, no, Eli, Eli would be in the
1: exact same situation where they didn't win one and they put up numbers but they were never like the best quarterback but they also had some bad numbers you know like they'd be in i would say the exact same situation but eli won too so that's the difference
0: i mean yeah even when you look at their regular season records eli was 117 117 rivers was better than that or has been better than that uh so i mean yeah rivers even probably had a better regular season career i mean i would say you know for the majority of their careers i would have taken rivers over eli except for the playoffs obviously but yeah
1: so I think we we both agree on that he's probably that very good but not Hall of Fame but he'll probably get in just because that's kind of that just seems like how it is you know if you know you the stats like that and I don't know it just seems like they're letting more people in than they were but um it's probably going to take him a little bit to get in but yeah
0: Yeah uh but that's that's pretty much it for this episode uh we'll be back after the conference championship games, uh, you know, I'm calling Super Bowl. I'm calling bucks and chiefs. Brandon's going the complete opposite bills Packers. uh, So we'll see what happens, but anybody who stayed to the end, appreciate for appreciate you for watching. Uh, We should be kind of changing. My scenery should change in the near future. So should Brandon's. uh, So stay tuned for that. We'll see how things go with COVID. It's kind of unpredictable, but, but yeah, uh, we'll be back Sunday night. Yep.